0: Today we have Vin Clancy. He has a new book out called Ace the Game. And I believe he'll be pitching that. Now, Vin Clancy, formerly Vincent Dignon. Wh- why the name change, Vin?
1: Americans couldn't say it or spell it.
0: Did I do all right?
1: You did okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Now you um you're part of the Growth Hack Club, is that correct?
1: Um is if if there's an informal term of people who growth hack i wish there was a growth hack club one issue is a, a lot of growth hackers stay underground so there, there there isn't really many of us in the club i mean I, i'm one of i'm one of the only ones who gives away the secrets for instance most people in this growth hack club if, if such a thing exists um, they, they never give their secrets away cause they want to be hired by big firms. Um, that was never my goal. So, um, I was one of the few, um, giving away secrets and that's what I do.
0: You're following the Ryan, um, holiday course, so to speak.
1: Um, I, I, I haven't done his course, but, um, I no,
0: I mean everything. revealing what he did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So trust me, I'm lying is, is, is a great book about PR. The definitive book, in my opinion.
0: Now, to sidetrack, you have an EDM obsession. What's up with that? Tell me about
1: it. So, I as a so it, it's something I talk about a lot. If you are a if you're purely all business, people get bored. So, one thing I've been obsessed with a long time is memes. Another thing is America. I've always been obsessed with America. So, um, I've never been afraid to show other sides of my personality. Um, rather than just business. I mean, in my case, it, it, it's not really an act. It, it's really who I am. But like a lot of people who, you know, they come to me and I'm I'm helping them with their social media. And I'm like, are you into sports? Are you into movies? Are you a, a family guy? Um, it, it really has to show through because um, if someone doesn't hire you, there's 10 other people doing the exact thing. So you have to be different. And the easiest way to do that and to be authentic is to um, is to whatever you're into, even though it probably has nothing to do with business, to lean into that. Um, you know, a lot of these guys on Instagram, they hire cars and mansions for the day, thinking that will get them clients. Um, but if people see it as fake, which most do, and they're about four years behind the curve on that one, um, it doesn't work. So, so it, it's about being authentic.
0: Now I've seen pictures of you. You definitely lean into it, as in, you take it almost over the top to a flamboyant level.
1: Um, yeah. Again, it's it's kind of who I am. But I, and then I I just started doing it because I wanted to, and then over time it, it's become a thing. But um, you know, I I am an ambivert, so I'm introverted. I can spend a lot of time alone, but I'm also comfortable speaking in front of audiences. But there's that in between for things like networking I've never really enjoyed or been good at and it just just by standing out it just helps a little easier people to speak to me um because uh I I like to work alone I don't like working from offices so then to suddenly be in the outside world is a strange thing and I think any of us who are quite technical or learning this sort of stuff um yeah public places are a bit weird for us so it really helps with that
0: I've never heard that term before. You said amb- amnivert ambivert?
1: Ambivert. Or... So you are comfortable spending a lot of time on your own, but also comfortable you know, speaking or being in front of large crowds. So many people who aren't ambiverts, they need to see friends, they need to see family, they need to spend social time with people, um, which is probably most people. It's like That's in the normal category, but we don't have that. We, we have strange social uh, behaviors.
0: I actually may be familiar with that. I'm not sure. Is it a case, for example, you in general are introverted, but if you are, let's say, going to a conference or putting on a presentation because you're playing a role or you have a job to do, then you can step up and perform and be outgoing in that particular arena. But you may not feel like doing that all the time.
1: Yeah, I am. Yeah, I think that's true. But then, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just that we hate small talk, but just that whole in-between of networking and, like, like dinner parties. I really don't like those either. Like, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing.
0: Do you get one-on-one with somebody in the corner and just start talking about everything and everybody kind of locked down? Or
1: Yeah, I mean? I mean, if I'm talking or it's something I'm interested in, that's good. But, like, um, there's, there's this whole politeness layer, which I, I, I guess I'm not a big fan of.
0: <laughs> Is that why you like America so much? Because uh, don't you have the rep for a stiff upper lip and and, and proper forms?
1: Yeah, uh, Americans uh, Americans tell better stories, and um, yeah, man, I I could list a thousand ways that I love America more than anywhere else. It's it's truly the best country in the world.
0: That's cool. Do you like the fact that we give you an automatic ten IQ points because of your accent?
1: Um. Yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> They say that, I just, I I leave my house so little. It's it's the same thing with girls. They say, girls must like you. Nope, never leave the house, always working. Maybe somewhere out there it it works. But uh, yeah, it's a strange thing to be me. But um, yeah, I I, I love America. It's great.
0: Okay, I want to start discussing, obviously there's a subject at hand, but the whole growth hack principle. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not always personally fond of the term hack. Because hack is a lot of times seen to me as a shortcut or a way to get between two points without actually doing the work. Is that what you are proposing or are you saying, no, here's just a more targeted method and the work to follow?
1: Um, so it's a, a, a little bit of both you can't growth hack a bad product. I think that's the key here. Um, I I don't get into how to make your product better. There's plenty of other people who do good at that. Um, my layer is, my layer is getting, uh, traffic to that. So what that means is there are lots of elegant ways without spending money. You can get lots of traffic to something. Um, it is about shortcuts but really all companies are built on secret sauce particularly those in the internet age so airbnb um they got loads of people off craigslist to their website by posting up um ads you know without paying um so that that was a major breakthrough for them for getting loads of traffic so every internet company in some way Uses these growth hack techniques. LinkedIn inviting all of your friends on email, for instance, with one click to join LinkedIn. I I think, how many billions of um, LinkedIn invites have been sent out over time? Um, It's 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 a really amazing number. But you know that is a growth hack. So um, they have to be used in the right way, and they can be abused. The thing is, most people don't have the balls to abuse them anyway. It's it's it's, it's hard enough to get people into action and get people um, the spirit to do that, um, and and that's what I try and teach them. And you know, my, my dress and my style is is kind of a representation of that. It's like the world is not going to end if you are outgoing, if you take risks, if you do aggressive things. You know, that, that's the story of American business, um, you know, as aggressive as possible of a winning at all costs mentality, which goes all the way to the top.
0: It's almost like um, a jester. Um, some of your attire seems very... Um, I don't know. Cheeky be the right term?
1: It, it wouldn't work if I didn't have um, raw talent and intelligence underneath it. Um, so, like, it kind of doesn't work as well if I'm not giving a talk. So if I'm giving a talk, people can write me off as a joke. Then I give the talk, and they're like, what? Like, you know, he has all this knowledge. Sometimes it doesn't work as well outside of that context, because then I have to prove it. But um, you know, as soon as I tell my story of here's what I've done in the past five years, um like it it shakes people up. And then it's even more powerful because they're like, Well, he must have confidence to dress like this and do this. Um but yeah, absolutely. If you don't have raw talent, um it it, it would be um Yeah, it would be a joke like, uh, you know, I I was I'd raise hundreds of thousands of dollars and had websites, millions of views before I ever gave a public talk and, and, you know, built a personal brand for myself. Um, But yeah, absolutely. If there's no if there's no substance underneath, then it doesn't matter uh, the presentation or branding at all.
0: Well, Colin, I think it's actually pretty funny. Um, You're um, going back to the sites that you built. I think you started with a site called Planet Ivy. That's right. Um, and yeah go ahead
1: um yeah um yeah sorry i I didn't mean to cut you off
0: that's okay you're the guest go please you're speaking
1: yeah so um so planet ib was the beginning of everything so back in 2012 i was on social welfare uh living off 71 pounds a week um so i was really poor i'd never run an internet business i never really had a real job before um but I just had a feeling there was something in this. Um, I would just watch the social network movie um, at the cinema and that was real inspiring. Uh, so I started this website. Um, I started to get writers for it. I called up every university and college in the country and got people to start writing for my site in return for editorial feedback and a platform within six months. We had 300,000 visitors a month within a year. We had a million visitors a month. Uh, I raised a quarter million dollars venture capital, got off welfare, got out of debt. I was now a real person, um, not an enemy of the state. And uh, <laughs> then I raised a second round, got a second website to a million visitors a month, Screen Robot. That was a film and gaming uh, website. Got into Techstars ahead of 1,500 other teams. Um, so so I was scaling those sites. And then I started doing marketing and social media for other businesses uh, who had great products but needed to grow. Um, and then I started public speaking, did a 100-day world tour in support of my first book, which did six figures in pre-orders from Kickstarter, worked with the mm-hmm. royal family, uh, started my own conference company. I was thinking about that today. I think I had 900 people. We had a, a two-day track at Google Campus downstairs and on the third floor, and then we did a an after party in a, uh, in a WeWork somewhere else. But amazing, we did all of that um, just through volunteers and hustle. Uh, Then I moved to America um, and uh, that's where I'm at right now. It's my lifetime dream to come to America and everything I did facilitated that. Um, Yeah, so, you know, this was my vehicle to achieve what I wanted in life. And that's my key message uh, to everyone else. It's not really about what you do. Um, yeah, business is a bit boring. It is what it is. But, you know, for me, it changed my life, got me to America. For you, it might be looking after your family or, you know, being able to do the things you want to do and travel. Um, so it, it's really an enabler. And why the Internet is so exciting is is the first time in human history you can do it from your bedroom. In the past, there was all sorts of politics and you had to know the right people and you maybe you physical stock to start a shop or whatever um now um as you well know there's teenagers regularly um making a ton of money as influencers making a ton of money and that's that's all from our laptops and our smartphones uh so i'm just an example of the new wave uh, and i hope to inspire others to do the same
0: cool now what happened with the planet ivn screen robot are they still out there are you still an owner or what what's no
1: what's we, we, we moved on to other things um so, so like a lot happened with that um one thing was Facebook owned the advertising industry. Um, you know, a, a website, seems unbelievable now, but we would get $30 for every 1,000 people who watched one of our major banners, who, who saw one of our major banners on our website. Like that CPM mm. is just unbelievable. Um, and then Facebook very quickly ate up, and Google uh, ate up the advertising industry. Why would you go on a website when um, Facebook can offer so much more targeting? Um we were part of the last wave of youth led content sites. I think Elite Daily was probably the most successful out of our wave of sites. Um unless you count Lad Bible, though Lad Bible I still see more as a Facebook publisher than a content site, although they uh, I think they had a long term winners in this game.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. So um and that does bring us to Facebook because it, one, I, I did want to ask because that was 2012. You wouldn't tell somebody who is in the same situation you were six years ago, hey, go start a blog, you're going to be rich, I imagine.
1: Um, six years ago, would I have told someone that? Um, I mean,
0: I, No, I mean somebody today who is in the same position you were six years ago, would you send them down the path you took?
1: Not as a content site, but... Um, The monetization model would be different. It would be more like the type of business I've run for the past two years, which is just accept that you're not going to make money off the ad revenue, but you're going to do coaching, consulting, you'll do webinars, sell books. Um, like that's the way you'll monetize a blog. It would probably make a bit more sense to monetize a social media channel now because it's so hard to get traffic off social media, which is another difference between now and 2012. Like Twitter used to send a lot of traffic. Google SEO used to be a lot easier. Facebook used to send a lot of traffic. That was one of our major traffic providers. And all of those things have shut. Um, so it would probably be better to just grow a single site, which in a way, that's, that's what influencers do. Their Instagram is their Planet Ivy. They scale it to as many views as possible, and then they monetize it in various ways. So, yeah, absolutely, the opportunities there. Um, but also, like attention spans have shrunk. We we were, we were doing real journalism. You know, we'd have people in Brazil covering riots and stuff. Um, a lot of that has shrunk, and the entire journalism industry just goes on Reddit and rewrites things.
0: Right, and YouTube channels, I think try to do some of it but even isn't some of that drying up and i'm not trying to be critical i just know you're you're really cutting edge and i think you'd agree that the sands are shifting really fast under everybody's feet right now
1: yeah um there's always opportunity in there though um there's there's a a number of bad things but there's a number of good things as well
0: so what would you recommend like I always joke that it's always about me. What would you recommend for a podcast? How do they get out there? How do they um, monetize, grow, hack, um, not have to pay a ton of money for advertising because Facebook is pure pay to play anymore. And even the groups seem to be problematic lately for visibility.
1: Yeah. And the- Group reach has gone down. Um, That's something I noticed in my own Facebook group, Traffic and Copy. Um, So in terms of growing a podcast, um, it's more about being a 360 brand. Like uh, it's, it's difficult to point to someone who's massive, but I'd have to mention Lewis Howes. So he's a media empire which exists outside of his podcast. Um, and he, like someone like Ty Lopez, eats traffic from every direction. So are you constantly growing on every platform? And there's growth hacks you can do on everywhere to grow. As far as I remember, Lewis Howe's first uh, platform was LinkedIn. Um, he was adding people on LinkedIn all day and he had loads and loads and loads of connections and he started doing webinars and then he started building the brand and then he did the podcast. So, um, you know, phantom buster is software you can use to grow your LinkedIn on autopilot. Um, you, Twitter, Twitter, it still has a community, man. I, I, the number of times I've dropped Twitter and come back to it, um, Twitter, it's, it's, it's still 300 million people on there. uh, tech and startup is still a big niche on Twitter. Um Facebook groups, building a group is still the best thing to do without paying. Um, and for YouTube, it, it's probably about uh, getting traffic from Reddit Um be the best way to get a lot of traffic on YouTube. So there are growth hacks everywhere. And, um, like, for instance, going on other podcasts is probably still the best way of doing it. As part of our Ace the Game bonuses, I think we have a Excel of 7,000 different podcasts which are active and looking for people to come on. Um, so if you can get um, the right pitch and contact the right people, uh, those are some of the methods you can use. Um, but you're up against Logan Paul, and that's difficult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Ace the Game, you have, like I believe, 100 growth hacks in it, yeah. correct? Now, again, that uh, book, uh, when did you publish it?
1: Uh, a few months ago, uh, summer 2018
0: summer 2018 now, I think you already stated that one of the growth hacks you had, they changed the algorithm to essentially eliminate it. Yeah. Now, how do you treat that in terms of the book? Now, I know it's an ebook, but are you constantly updating it for new people? Because these hacks, you know, they may only work for a month or two. And as soon as the word gets out, I mean, wouldn't Facebook be smart to buy your book and then go, oh, wait, let me close that down, close that down, close that down and
1: everybody else yeah i i I, i've i've had this question a few times uh if you tell the world do they stop working um i mean i wish it was a new york times bestseller it was not a new york times bestseller a tiny fragment of all marketers have read ace the game uh, and even tinier segment takes action i mean that that's the thing with selling information um You have to be really good or only a small chunk of people take action on it. And and that's just human nature. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, At a small scale, um, all of these platforms like uh, people being super active on them because it grows them, especially in the outset. It's only if it becomes uh, machinized that they have to take anything, any action. For instance, it's really interesting why I've been on Instagram with um, those bots that automatically like and follow Um, they got to a certain scale that Instagram had to do something. Um, And that's kind of the first time the mainstream have started using bots. Uh, But no, I I mean, there's a small group of marketers who use it for a very small number of purposes. Um, uh, I think Medium. Medium were the ones who caught on to one of the hacks we did. As as far as I know, um, no others have been squashed by the book, uh, by algorithms and so on. They still work.
0: Okay. I didn't know if you kept refreshing the book for the people who bought it or or that how that worked, if you just, you know, re editionize it.
1: Yeah, I I may I may do an update this year and and then do a fresh um like a fresh what's working now. Um but uh yeah, nothing's really gone out other than that one medium hack.
0: Okay. Um and that it's funny you mentioned that that is true. There's uh an old saying that all the knowledge in the world is hidden in books. Yeah. Because people don't read them. Yeah. So maybe that is a factor. Now, you also, um, I think, have spoken a bit about the Pareto principle. Do you want to break that down, how you view that toward marketing, things like that?
1: Towards marketing, yeah. Um, a common question I get is there's so many platforms, where do I go? Uh, and my answer is test out the things in Ace the Game or wherever you hear your hacks. And the ones that work, hammer them and focus on those. Uh, For instance, until very, very recently, I personally didn't really do Instagram or Snap. Um, I was selling B2B, and B2B is not on Instagram and Snap. I mean, you can make the argument everyone's on Instagram, so everything is B2B, but... Uh, you you really just interrupt people having a good time when you talk about business on Instagram. So um, I focused on Facebook groups, number one, public speaking, uh, number two, and then as an outside bet, LinkedIn, number three, uh, every now and then Twitter. But um, basically, public speaking in Facebook groups was 80% of everything I focused on because I had um, secret sauce in both of those. Uh, I could scale them up. And they got me results. So, yeah, so that was my 80%. Um, You know, the biggest scam in, you know, the past five years of marketing is blogging. It's so hard to get right. You work for six months and then you start ranking, getting three or four visitors a day. And that's like six months of blogging every day. Meanwhile, the person who's buying dodgy links and buying fake traffic um, is ranking for everything above you. Um, and you know, they're doing very few blog posts. Like it's not necessarily as simplistic as that, but blogging takes a long time to get right. Um, so my growth hacks and the Easter game stuff is more about what's working now, what can work quickly. And that's where the 80% comes Mm -hmm. in.
0: Now you mentioned snap. Um, isn't that a, is that an age issue? I mean, I've been under the impression that it's for really young. Like um, mid twenties and younger, is that a fair impression, or has that changed?
1: Um, yeah, yeah that, that, that's that's a fair impression. When when I say Snap, people tend to say, "Oh, it's dead." And it's the same as Twitter. It's like go on the platform. There is a lot of people using it. Um, yeah, and musically and TikTok is even younger. Um, but there's there's very little widespread appeal in musically and TikTok that isn't like music and entertainment. Um, yeah, like snap snap is really interesting.
0: Now on the reverse of that, there has been more and more and more chatter that Facebook is starting to really have problems.
1: Um, yeah. And for years I said in my talks, Facebook's not going anywhere, but 2018 was the year a few metrics came out that were not good about its declining usage. Um, and we could talk all day about why those reasons are um but yeah the the fact is less people are using facebook if you if you're in business age 18 to 35 it, it's still great but um yeah there there's, there's so many things that aren't as good as they used to be on facebook and really the people who are still there are there because they can't go anywhere else like that's it's like people often ask me you kind of got big off your Facebook group. What's next? There isn't no, nothing is next. The LinkedIn revolution is not going to happen. LinkedIn will not use Facebook as uh, hmm. a, a good thing that you can get a lot of uh, visibility for. LinkedIn in 2017, it was very easy to get reach uh, when Microsoft took it over and the feed was big. Um, and then, so then it was like, ah, oh, There's a bit of secret sauce here. And then they just shut down the reach. Um, And so it's not that much easier than anything else. So Facebook's there in the areas that it can't be usurped Uh, in the areas that it can, it does Um, like for personal fun updates, you know, things like Twitter, snap uh, and Insta are better than that.
0: Well, to get into the weeds, if you don't mind on that, um, you mentioned about getting reach and a secret sauce. Like how would you advise? I heard you speaking in an earlier interview, for example, that on Facebook, you could be an error by putting links and posts.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, they were the first to clamp down on this and it's understandable why they want people to keep traffic within Facebook. So I, I tell people, look, if you take nothing else from my talks, stop putting links on Facebook, post your blog post into it, post your photo or video into Facebook directly and look how your reach doubles. And that's just like something people can do instantly. and Like, wow, I get so much more engagement when I do it this way. Um, so, yeah, like, and, and that's that's been a major sucky thing. So you just have to play that game. And I always tell people, uh, just post everything directly into Facebook. And they say, well, we have to sell something. And I'm like, of course. So for five to six weeks, post directly into Facebook. You'll have lots of good engagement. People will like your stuff, and then you post one link um, to your sales page every six weeks or so, and then that's not too bad, and you, you'll get some reach from that. Um, or you can get people to direct message. So there's there's ways around it, but yeah, it it, it sucks um, that you can't get
0: <laughs> Yeah, some construction going on or something. I turned
1: off the gas. Absolute shambles.
0: <laughs> Great. Um, I had heard that about LinkedIn, that you don't put, po- put links in the post. You put it in the comments. And then Instagram's its own animal, which I, I've never figured out. Um, how, for example, you mentioned products. And yeah, obviously, they need to get people to go visit that. I'm going to bring it back to me. Podcast. Well, the podcast doesn't do any good if people don't actually listen. And a link is a really handy thing for people to be able to go listen would you recommend putting in a comment below the post or just suck it up?
1: Um, you can put it in a comment below the post. Um, it's, it's somewhat effective. It's more about looking for where the opportunities are. Like very few people are doing podcasts on Alexa and uh, whatever the other equivalent of Alexa is, those voice boxes things. Um, there aren't many podcasts on there. So have your podcast on there. And by default, if you get some listeners, you'll be in the top ten or top twenty. Uh,
0: I was sure, you- sure as long as two minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, yes, yeah, so I was hanging out with um, Tom Billu from Impact Theory, and he's, he was telling me he was one of the first on there, um, and he got really good engagement from it. So um, yeah, it's a bit of a case of being everywhere. So having a bit of a YouTube following, a bit of LinkedIn, a bit of Twitter. Uh, If you can't scale one, you can have a pie made up of slices of the other things. Um, But yeah, I mean, you you have to be amazing at what you do, and then you need to be a great networker. Um, This is something I'm trying to get better at myself, and that's seeing people face-to-face, FaceTiming people all day, being a a, a master networker, Um, uh, a lot of... Being successful is just having a great product and then having a great network. Um, Sure. Yeah.
0: No, it makes total sense. I was just wondering how people do work within the uh, parameters. And different businesses, of course, have different needs, or different products have different needs, I guess you would say. Like Instagram is a, a very difficult service if you're not a visual person or business i don't know if it's necessarily for everyone
1: yeah i don't think it's good for b2b um gary Vaynerchuk is basically b2c and kind of uses that to impress people who then become b2b clients but um yeah there's ways of making it work with great content people but uh you know gary v's famous advice is don't create content just um record your life but for the most part we 're on a laptop making things happen it ain't
0: that much to record, <laughs> especially if you 're working all the time yeah
1: yeah um, but if if you have an entire company underneath you and they're doing most of the work, and you know you you just do p r and outsource and public speaking, then it's great
0: true now, to wrap things up, how do you recommend getting that team? under you, especially if you, if you don't have the budget or you are trying to build. It's one of those cart before the horse or chicken and egg scenarios. It's much easier to have a much powerful social presence if you have a team, but it's hard to get a team without the presence.
1: Um, well, you constantly got to ask yourself, can, should I be doing this right now? And the answer is normally um, you can create a system and hire someone to do it for you. That's a great feeling and there are many people who will work um, for very little for the experience because the experience you give them, they can get a job five, six times as much money. Um, My advice for hiring is always to hire out of your own community, which is another reason it's good to be putting out content every day and have people like you. Then when you hire people, normally you have to convince them the money's right and the job's right, you know, that they like you, but... um, if they already in your community, you just gotta convince them the money's right. They they're, you know, they'll tend to work a lot better because they're really into what you're doing. So um, hiring from the community is the key.
0: Okay, so you have to kind of build your tribe, so to speak. Yeah. Okay, well, fantastic. Now, people can find more about you. Would you say acethegame.com? Is that a, a good place for them to start? Yeah,
1: acethegame.com is the best starting point.
0: Well, fantastic. Do you have any parting words or messages you're really wanting to get out?
1: Never take advice from someone who has not done the exact thing you're trying to
0: do. Love that. Perfect. Thank you. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more, please check out unstructuredpod.com. There you can find all the episodes, free subscription information, and most of the players, and even how to contact me. I would love to hear from you. You can even set up a 15-minute call with me about the show or anything you like. Again, it's at unstructuredpod.com and I hope to hear from you. Now, in the spirit of sharing, here are other shows you may want to consider checking out. Thanks again. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin, the host of It's No Secret with Dr. T, which is a small business and marketing podcast. Each week, I interview business leaders who openly share the secrets to the massive success. It's No Secret with Dr. T will educate entertain, and inspire you. Check it out. You'll find it wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can go to my website, TysonFranklin.com.
1: I did not grow up with very much money.
0: Money is energy.
1: Money is something that, that really
0: scares me. I had about 60 grand in debt. Money isn't the answer. Somebody should
1: just give me a lot of money.
0: My dream was to be the WWE wrestler, but you realize that your dreams change over the years.
1: Money is a tool. It's a key to a gate. And at the other side of the gate is the things that you really want to do with your life. It's the things that matter most to you. It's pursuing those values
0: that make you ultimately happy. Listen to Inspired Money at inspiredmoney.fm